Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman alongside Steve Harmison looking back at the four T20s that have taken place so far between Pakistan and England. An absolute crackerjack of a T20 has just taken place, only just finished. Uh, We're going to be reflecting on that and uh, asking the question about how England are shaping up ahead of the T20 World Cup. You're listening to the following on podcast. Okay, well, uh, if you're listening to the show, you might not know, but you probably do, that Pakistan have beaten England in the fourth T20 to uh, even up the series. Four, uh, two each with three to play as uh, as uh, they head away from Karachi. Pakistan posting 166 for four in their 20. They were 82 without loss after 10 overs, uh, but a mixture of uh, good batting, possibly, sorry, good bowling, possibly the pitch as well, um, meant that uh, they couldn't kick on really. Mohamed Rizwan top scoring with 88. A couple of wickets uh, going the way of Reese Topley and uh, Babar Azam with 36. A um, couple of uh, boundaries in the last over from Asif Ali. Just an indication of what could have been for Pakistan, who walked off the field feeling that they'd left at least 20 runs out there. Uh, it didn't think that it would matter too much when England subsequently lost three wickets inside the first two overs. Uh, Phil Salt, Alex Howes and Will Jacks all departing uh, for single-figure scores before Ben Duckett continued his good tournament uh, with 33. Moeen Ali weighed in with 29 and Harry Brook uh, continued um, with uh, 34. However, when Brook was out, 113 for six, England were looking at David Willey and uh, Liam Dawson to get them close um, and Dawson nearly did it. Mohamed Hasnain who'd bowled three brilliant overs and gone for just 16, picked up two wickets, uh, then was slapped around the park for 24, and England were on the cusp of uh, what wouldn't uh, exactly qualify as a famous victory, but certainly would in the Dawson household. Unfortunately, Dawson uh, then holed out himself. Stone went in the very next ball, and when Reese Topley was run out in the final over, 
It sparked real scenes. So uh, a great T20. We'll look back at that and the series as a whole here on the Following On podcast. Story of the day. So, Harmy, what a T20 that was. Um, You've got to feel for Liam Dawson, though. He had one foot on the plane back to Pakistan, one foot on the... Uh, in, well, he's on the in the squad, isn't he, for the uh, T20 World Cup? Um, but his head in hands at the end. But it would have been Mohammed Hasnain with his head in his hands if it wasn't Liam Dawson, because that 18th over, uh, you've got to feel sorry for the kid. It was a, a packed house at Karachi. The pressure just seemed to tell a little bit. First ball went for six. The second one was a no ball four, and from there on in, you just knew it was going to be a painful over. But um, it's not often T20 games go one way, then the other, then back again, then back again. But this one certainly did. Yeah, it was an absolute beauty of a, a contest. It was typical Pakistan. Um, if you look at the way Pakistan played one day cricket over the last sort of twenty years, it was it was it was Pakistan's cricket in twenty years in three overs. It was absolute shambles. Then got themselves back in with absolute brilliance. Thought they were going to give it away again. And then uh, something that Pakistan, I think, have have improved on probably since Mickey Arthur's being w- was at Pakistan, and from then was their fielding. Um, and they killed Trumps by hitting the stumps at the end when Reese Topley was trying to get Adil back on strike. Oh, it was a, a great cricket match. It's been a fantastic series. It really has. I think Karachi's been all the talk of England going back to Pakistan, and yeah, should have went last time. Um, that's irrelevant now. They're there now and they are they're putting on a show. I think Pakistan have been brilliant. The atmosphere looks electric inside the ground. Um and both sides have, have played some some wonderful cricket. And I don't think England have got any headaches going into the T twenty World Cup. I think the I think a lot of players are coming into form um nicely. Um and there's some of the peripheral players who are standing up and being counted and you just look at Liam Dawson there, it tells you everything about experience, especially somebody who's played a lot of T20 cricket, that it takes one over. It just takes one over. If you hold your nerve, four or five overs to go, you could be miles behind the game, but it takes one over where you you basically go all, gun, uh, you know, all guns blazing and you can get 20 off and over, 24 off and over and more. And all of a sudden, you're back not only in the game, but you're in front of the game. And unfortunately for for Liam, England just had lost too many wickets, like you made mention at the start. You know, three wickets early on in the power play tells you that you're not normally going to win a game. But that was the first time England haven't knocked the total off of, I think, less than 165 in an awful long time. So, yeah, they'll be disappointed in that. But I think it was a great effort in the end by England to get Think to get close, um, and hats off to Harris Ralph who held his nerve in the nineteenth over. I think he is a he's a special talent, as Harris Ralph. I think Darren Goff's been learning them how to bowl them Yorkers, them toe crunching Yorkers, because he certainly came up trumps in the end. Yeah, he did indeed. Um, what have been your thoughts of the England bowling so far? Ollie Stone made his debut today in T Twenty cricket. Um, Liam Dawson, by the way, is the travelling reserve for the T20 World Cup. Ben Duckett isn't even in the travelling reserves. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, in a little bit, but certainly in the last T20, when Reese Topley and uh, Mark Wood were opening the bowling 
of the four matches I've seen so far, that to me looked like the most um, threatening attack that England possessed in terms of just taking wickets at the top of the order. Um, now, Mark Woods, you know, they're, they're easing him back slightly, but the speed gun is to be believed, 97 miles an hour on that uh, <laughs> Friday. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Ollie Stone came in today and uh, he, he did fine, he did fine. But certainly it was great to see Mark Wood bowling. But in terms of assembling a team for the, for the T20 World Cup, obviously Wood is part of that, as is Topley. Um, and they both, they both seem to complement each other as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think they're ninety five percent there. I think probably nine spots are are penned in. I think where you bat Harry Brook. I know NASA said the other day he's, he's a show in at number five. Um, I think he's right. I, I agree with my former captain. I think Brook at five, Livingston at seven, with Mo and Ali in the middle of him. Yeah, I think that is a, a nice middle order. Um, the bowling department, a, a lot. It still comes down to injuries. Still comes down to injuries. You've got Reese Topley and, and and Mark Wood, who have got you know, they seem to have brittle bones, um, and managing them over the course of a, a short tournament could be the difference between England winning and losing the T Twenty World Cup. I think. I personally would go with David Willey over Sam Curran at the moment. I think he's bowling a bit better than him. Um, but I, that's a that's a fifty fifty shout. I, if if Sam got a game over David Willie, I wouldn't have a problem with that because I think they're both fantastic left arm options who give you a bit with the bat as well. Um, we've also got to remember the pitches in Australia will be completely different to what we're playing on in Karachi, and then when we go to Lahore. But I think from a bowling point of view, we are a different team with Mark Wood in it because of the pace is just ridiculous. He just Extreme pace, talking sort of showing back to our Brett Lee, Mark Wood, Joffrey Archer, that extreme pace just does frightening things to batsmen. And I think we've seen that when Mark was bowling. Um, he said he felt all right afterwards, which is great, good news. Hopefully he'll play. He feels as though he's going to play in game five and game seven, which I think will be good for England. And then we make sure we wrap and cotton wool and get him to, to Australia because I think the bowling attack would be definitely top league, definitely would. The two spinners are a given in Moen and in, in Adil. And I think it's between uh, Curran and Willie who plays is that number eight role. Um, I've got no hang up. I just think Willie might be a better option on Australian pitches rather than Sam. Just skidding on. Um, but I wouldn't have an issue either way because I think they're both, like I said before, both good cricketers. Um, at the top of the order, there's a concern on Milan. Hasn't really scored any runs, but I think he'll suit and he'll enjoy but, uh, batting in Australia. So he's experienced. I've got no issue with that. Um, Duckett's not in the squad, but I think Duckett's done enough to give the squad, the, the selectors a nudge to say, You've got three replacements there. You've got Chris Wokes, who's injured, who hasn't been seen yet. Um, is there an argument that if Chris Wokes doesn't make it, can they get Ben Duckett into the squad to potentially bat four and Ben Stokes open a batting with Josh Butler? Because I would, I still think Ben Stokes is a better opener than he is a number four in T20 cricket. But I think they're the, 
they're my thoughts of where the, the squad is. I think they're in a decent place. They're playing some fantastic cricket in a good series. And yeah, there might be one or two who aren't scoring runs or aren't taking wickets. But at the end of the day, the cricket's been good. They're given a competitive contest, both Pakistan and England. Um, and for me, I think England are going in the right direction towards what is the ultimate goal is trying to win a competition in, what, three or four weeks' time. How impressive have you been by Harry Brook, by the way? His consistency has been up there, as is his stroke play. Let's have a look. 42 not out in the first T20. 31 from 19 in the second T20. 81 from 35 in the third T20. And then today, 34. Um, so, you know, there's consistency there, isn't there? And As well as out-and-out brilliance. Get a ball over extra cover in this game for six. And I nearly fell off my chair. I nearly <laughs> fell off my chair. I was like, wow. Honestly, I, I, I keep... People, you get you get asked questions of like, when you do the Q&As, like, what's the fastest ball you bowled? Who's the best player you played against? One of the best shots I was ever hitting off me was off the off one of my good friends, was the late Ben Holyoke. In a one-day game in the late 90s, he hit me over the top of extra cover. Six off a length. And it was effortless. It's just leaned into it, bang, straight over the top, and he just kept on going. And I still, to this day, I've, I've, that's the best shot, I've, one of the best shots I've ever seen. I've possibly just seen the one just as good because that, the shot he hit over extra cover, six, was just unbelievable. A man who's in touch, a man who's in great form, great timing. You know, these, aren't, these weren't bowling 81 mile an hour, honest, you know, they, they were bowling... You know, he was bowling rockets. We were bowling quick balls, 90 mile an hour. This was coming down at him. And he just stepped back, eased it over, extra cover. That, for me, is a shot of pure class. And for me, I think he's took a while to get into a test team because England were going well. I think he's building a good one-day career for himself, early days. But I think he's got every attribute to be a, a, a fantastic cricketer for England to come. And I think England now... I think they've got a batter at number five. I would split. I would have Mo and Ali at six, and I would have Liam Livingston at seven. And I think the reasons why is because I think Liam Livingston and Mo and Ali can hit sixes from the ball they go in. I think they've got great timing, the way they play the game. Um, they've got a fantastic outlook on how the batting. I don't think it, it really affects Mo or Liam that if they if they come out, if they don't come off, I don't think there's a hang up in this. I think they just come out next time and go with the same mentality, which I think is suited for batting at six and seven. And because it's always a problem position, number seven. But I think Harry Brook, for me, he's got a bat five now. And I think he's um he's done enough in this series. Um on a consistent basis to to say to the selectors, number five's my spot. So let's have a look at this because so let's have a look at this team. It's starting to take shape. For the first match, okay. Um you've got so obviously, Joss Butler's opening. So, are you saying you pl- you pick Stokes as opener? I'd be tempted to go Stokes, but I, I can't go Stokes as opener because I haven't got Duckett in the squad. Oh, okay. So we're going I'm to go. Sure Duckett, I'm not sure Duckett on the Australian pitches will be the same as what we've got in Pakistan. I think what Duckett, Ben Duckett is doing is doing himself no harm of good for the yeah. Pakistan Test series, but for me. I'd be tempted if you could get Duckett into the squad where Stokes would open a bat and Duckett bat four. 
that's huge against Alex Hills. But Hills has been out of international cricket a lot, a long, long time. So for me, the last three games, Hills gets a score. Hills bats number number two with Josh Butler, not a problem at all because he's proven match winner. But at the minute, he got 50 in the first game, 20 in the second game, hasn't played, then got five. Still think he's got a bit to prove to come back into international cricket after such a long time out of it. Just for him not to just to turn up and say, right, I, I open a baton. So an option would be Ben Stokes to bat as an opener. If you could get Duckett in the squad to really put pressure on Alex Hills. I want Alex Hills to score runs. I want Alex Hills to open the baton. But at the minute, the jury for me is still out on whether the layoff that Hills has had against top international bowlers in international cricket and a big tournament that I still think he's got to prove something in the last three games. Okay, cool. So we're going to go Butler and Salt then to open because Duckett probably won't be in the side because you'd have to see someone fall out. And so let's go. So it's Butler and Salt. Salt hasn't had um, a brilliant series so far. 10 in the first T20, 30 in the second Eight and eight in the last two. So, you know, you'll be feeling a little bit of pressure. But um, So then you've got Milan at three. Is that where you're going? Yeah, Milan at three. He's a proven He's proven at this level. In you know, he's a fan, you know, He is a proper player. Um, he's having a little bit of a little bit of a run at the minute. But I think going to Australia, he would, he gets in, not a problem for me. He, he shows his class in a big tournament. And it probably will be his last big tournament. Um Will he play in the 50-over World Cup round the corner? Possibly, but maybe his last T20 tournament where he's been number one in the world for quite a considerable amount of time. So he would be three. I'd leave number two open because I'm not still not convinced with Phil Salt either. I think that that's an area where if it's tomorrow, I'd probably go heels over Salt. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine 
and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Okay, so that's England. How have you uh, rated Pakistan? Because a lot of criticism in the country about how slow they're going at things. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we've seen them win heavily in one game. It's 2-2, three to play. But there does seem to be an over-reliance on the top two. And then, and then bizarrely, you had today a situation where, um, you know, Mohamed Rizwan, okay, he went at a decent run rate. But, you know, Asif Ali comes in, he faces three deliveries and smashes two for six. It's like, it's one of those. So how how do you think they are shaping up? How do you see them going in the T20 World Cup? I think they've got a, good, they've got a decent size. I think if, this, if the T20 World Cup was in the subcontinent, India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka or Bangladesh, I think they'd be quite fancied because their bowling attack, their top two and their bowling attack. Um, in Australia, not convinced that this batting unit of of Pakistan's can play the bouncing ball. That middle middle order worries would worry me a little bit. Um, I think they've got three fantastic players at the top of the order, um, but they are Pakistan, and Pakistan do wonderful things that you are you have to do the un, unthinkable sometimes. We've just seen sample size at the last four overs of that of the fourth T twenty in the contest. So when you look at it, I've been saying about. T20 cricket for for a number of years now. You can get a team who's been the best team in the competition to the semi-final and it's an individual game, a bit of brilliance. And if 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 Pakistan get to the knockouts, I would fear Pakistan because Babar Azam, for me, is the best multi-format player in the world. He's better than anybody else. And, And, you know, Joe Root's not playing T20 cricket. The guy that plays all formats of the game, Babar Azam's the best. By I think by a decent distance because I think he's his ability to play the white ball and the red ball for me is his top draw and I think because of that if you get to a knockout stages if Rizwan gets going he could get 100 off 45 balls games over so could Babarazam so you can't rule them out but I think that because they've got that middle order which I, I don't think it's very very strong I think the bouncing ball I think would make it even harder for them. Um, I think they've got a bowling attack that can compete. But I think if you got a wicket or two wickets in the power play against Pakistan, then I don't see them getting very many big scores. But on the other hand, you got them a semi-final and you got Babar Azam and Rizwan back for 15 overs, you might that that could be enough. And I think we've shot we've seen that in this series when they when they're not when they're not 200 off in 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 no time at all. So I wouldn't rule them out. But I think the, I think it would have to be an unbelievable tournament by the openers to get them in any position to to get to the knockout stages. When they get there, it's Pakistan. You just never know. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, uh, we, there's so many other things that we could be talking about this evening, but you're going to be back recording a show with Neil Manthorpe. Um, no doubt talking about man-cadding or, or run-outs, as they're actually, as they're actually called. Um, you're going to be talking about Andrew Strauss's uh, proposals to change the game of cricket, bearing in mind you've you've gone for a job at the ECB. I doubt that you. <laughs> I doubt that's going to change the way that you are 
Uh, you tell us what you think. Uh, you've got you've got to talk about being back at Durham. Going to talk about Surrey winning the county championship. Um, yeah, there's loads, but that we on the cricket collective. Uh, as for now, that's uh, pretty much it for the show. We'll also do a show like this following the seventh T Twenty. Well, there might be Sam Ellard uh, and yourself, Harmy. So uh, yeah, get ready for that. Either way, thanks for listening to following. Up. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 